Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Angie, Estimate Rocket, and Paint Supply. Welcome to this episode of the Brothers of the Brush podcast, a podcast by decorators for decorators with me, your host, Chris Kerfoot. So, on this week's Bobcast, we have Gareth Roberts, otherwise known as Top Coat Decorator. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, mate. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, I can tell. I'll, I'll ask you where you're from, but I can tell with accent you're from Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool, yeah, just just slightly slightly south. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm guessing you're based in Wales, then. Anglesey, North Wales, yeah. Anglesey, North Wales, yeah. I'm trying to get my variance, top end of Wales, yeah, North, top end of That's Wales, right. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The very, very top of, the very, very top of Wales, yeah. So you're, you're bordering, North Wales should be bordering, you're not Bristol, are you? Uh, no, we're, we're, it's it's more sort of, um, where's our border? It's, it's uh, oh, I, I forget the bloody name of the place. Do you have a, um, do you have a cross border? <laughs> yes, yeah, are, you, are you allowed to? I'm, I'm allowed to to a certain degree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. My geography is, and you won't believe I've got no level in geography. I can't, my brain can't function. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Queen's Ferry. It's just after Queen's Ferry. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. yeah. So, who's in the Roberts household? So, you've got my wife, Sarah. Um, she works for the NHS. Um, my eldest lad, um, who's training now to be a uh, shift manager, uh, Logan, he's 18. I've got my young, uh, youngest lad, Callum, um, he's 13, or he'll be 13 next week. Um, he's on the spectrum, he's autistic. Yeah. And they've got my five-year-old daughter, Neva, who's not far off 18. Yeah. With a gob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. My daughter's what? Fifteen. Yeah, she's she's not so bad. I good. could draw on your experience for that then. She's she's all right. She's uh, to, to be fair, the good kids mind. You know, mm. she, you'll say something sometimes you can see her eyes sort of invisible roll. <laughs> but other yeah. than that, they're all right. You know, they, they are pretty good kids, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I just don't tend to tell them enough because I don't want them being beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything for an easy life? Eh? Well, I, I just don't want them, you know, getting beheaded with. Yeah, you know, I, I think sometimes I think, oh god, the little shits. But then when you go out, you know, like you go out for daily Sam McDonald's thing. To be fair, my kids are pretty good. When you look around at some other sick man, but I'm I'm a big believer in tough love. You know, yes. whether it's right or wrong, I'm a big believer yeah. in tough love. You know, yeah, hundred percent behind that. I won't purposely hit my kids, but if they've done something that deserves it, they'll probably get a crack. <laughs> contra- it might be controversial, but it's how I were brought up. Yeah. You know I mean, and, you know, I think kids should have respect. Yeah, definitely. 
you know, and it's yeah. I'll leave that there because people will get it'll get contra got <laughs> too much control. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like I said, I don't believe in hitting them, but if they, I think sometimes like my I was brought up by my mum as a single parent. I think sometimes just the look or the tone of voice is enough. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you don't have to shout at them. It's just the look like that, tone of voice. Yeah. And they know they're pushing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so your story in business, how did you get started? Um, so um, my parents, I mean, okay, so go, going back uh, to when I was a like young, young lad. So I was always into football and women. Football and women were, were my life. I'm a big, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, I guess shock. Uh, I'm a big Liverpool fan. Yeah. And, um, you know, Liverpool um, was my aspiration as a child, as a kid. I wanted to play for Liverpool. I wanted to have the money. I wanted to have the cars. I wanted to have the women that came with it. And it was just an absolute televisioned pipe dream. And, and that's what I was aiming for. And now um, look at you, a decorator. And now look at me. I'm a <laughs> Opposite I'm, end I'm, of the scale. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not far. I have just turned 42 and I'm, a, I'm self-employed. So that, that dream didn't quite go to plan. Um so yeah, so that was my pipe dream as a, as a kid, and, and that's what I wanted to do. And um, so uh, going up through school, yeah, it was all football, everything. That was my life. And then when it came to my college options, um, you know, I, I my my parents sort of sat me down, and we went through the prospectus book. Then they said to me, um, "What is it you thinking of doing?" I, at the time, it was something to do with IT because I wasn't really thinking trade. I was far too young for all that. Um, and then they said to me, well, why don't you try plumbing? And I was like, well, plumbing? Oh, I don't know. I'm not cut out for that kind of stuff. So um, anyway, I tried it. Um, failed spectacularly at it. And, and it was just, yeah. So the, the whole trade thing, I, I touched on it. But it, I just realized at the time it wasn't for me. Maybe it's because I was just sort of coming out of school and, you know, it was just wasn't for me. Um, so I did a few courses, which I regret. Um, went to work in Ireland, came back. And then um, I went to college um, and did and did my ended up doing a painting decorating course. Yeah. Um, my parents were were to say they were overcome and overjoyed was was is an understatement. <laughs> really? Mm, yeah, they were they were made up so made up that my mum bought me my first van. Is is that because you'd finally settled on something you wanted to do instead of bouncing about? Well, I'd always done like my like my parents when when I was when I was younger. My kids, uh, me and my me and my my fa- uh, family moved um, quite quite a few times. We moved about so like six times in however however many years. And I'd always watched my mum and dad sort of stripping wallpaper, painting, you know, doing all those things. And it was always around me. My dad was always doing something. My mum was always my mum's a lover of, of wallpaper stripping. Always, yeah. at least to this day, she loves stripping it. Um, and I, so it was always around me, but I never got involved. I was never, I was never one to sort of, oh, I don't want to do that. That's boring. Um, and then one day we, we moved to this, we went to look at this house and, and, um, we, we had a look at the living room and I said, it's a bloody house of size of the living room. And then my dad says, right, do you want to give us a hand sort of stripping it down and, and decorating? I was like, yeah, okay, fine. So I touched on it, but still the interest wasn't there. So then, um, when I went to college, um, and I started sort of dabbling with what, what a brush was, what this was, what that was. It was like, I actually quite like this. So then I just got into it. And then I said to my mum and dad, I went home after that day and I went, I saw my mum and dad and I said, look, I really enjoyed that. I'm going to enroll on the course. 
Um, yeah. It took a little while to, to get to that point, but it is it because obviously I, I was working in between and I was having all these other jobs working in retail and various other things. And it, but it always played on my mind. It was always something that was always there, but I just never really had the confidence to touch on it and, and go for it until this point. And from that point onwards, it's just been, yeah, I should have done this years ago. <laughs> yeah. Bit late to party. A bit late to the party, yeah. Not much of a party though, is it? <laughs> no. Well, you know, I, I think I think, you know, listening to this to the stories that everyone's had, it's yeah, there's you know, self employed life is 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 hard. You know, yeah, it's we, not we, not for everybody, is it? No, it's certainly yeah. not. And and I didn't think it was for me to be honest, but um I'm glad now. I'm glad that I, I I'm sorry I didn't listen at the time, but I'm glad I Took the took the, the leap of faith and uh, and did it. I think when you get so far in self-employed, I don't know if I'm just speaking for myself here, but when you've been so long self-employed, I think you become unemployable because it, you're not willing to compromise and work to other people's ways. Yeah, I think now if you said to me, go back to one of your jobs because the next six months is going to be dead quiet for you to the point where you're not going to have anything, I would find that, so crushing, crushing, <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather go. I'd, I, I think I'd take a crochet or something. <laughs> anything, so, anything but that. So this far in, I wouldn't imagine you've had any yet. But have you had any worst points in your business? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, in terms of, um, in terms of customers, um, I've only had one sort of pretty se- not 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 serious serious but one of the one of the most awkward ones um oh i mean so so basically i i when i was first starting out i got on checker trade and yeah. she found some checker trade uh and at the time checker trade we, we had this offer on and, and and i thought yeah okay i'll take that up in my early days and and you know i was i was very sort of much uh, of the mind of well if it's free for three months i'll try it yeah. Anyway, tried it, and uh, uh, this woman found me on Checker Trade, and she said, um, "Oh, would you come and price up this job? I'm only around the corner from you." I was like, oh, "Okay, fine." So anyway, went to look at this job, and um, like the, the ceilings were super high. I mean, to, not to exaggerate, but they must have been, I don't know, about forty foot high. Um, and there was a lot of red flags at the time, um, yeah. which I I didn't pick up on. I really didn't pick up on them. So anyway, I was walking around this house and. I was noticing there was tools all over the place. There was jobs half done. Um, and this woman's attitude, really, I didn't, I, again, I didn't pick up on it. It was only when I looked back, to, looked back at that afterwards, I was just like, yeah, I can kind of understand why now. Anyway, she said um, that she wants this doing, that doing. Can I press the job as a whole job? And I said, yeah, okay, fine. Itemized my estimate, um, put it in. She goes, yeah, I'm happy to accept that. Um, agreed on a starting point in the house. Um, and then we, she said, yeah, that's fine. Um, but what I didn't notice until afterwards was that there was a cement mixer in a room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, there was a couple of, a couple of drills lying around. Um, uh, the sparkies hadn't finished. The plaster hadn't finished. The previous decorator hadn't finished. And I was like, again, all of this was around me. I just wasn't picking it up. So... Um, anyway, went home, <clears throat> agreed the job because I was able to do it then. Um, I, I, she said to me, when can you start? And I said, well, I can start next week. And she goes, yeah, that's fine. 
um, got back to the job on Monday morning, eight o'clock, and I and she said to me, I've had a think over the weekend, would you mind starting in this little room? I was like, okay, fine. So anyway, went and started in this little room. She gave me a tin of Valspar, um, which I had already heard mixed reviews on. Uh, opened it up, and it was frothing. It literally <laughs> was. The froth was like it was like like the like the head on a beer. It was amazing, and I was like, so I got my drill, um, you know, stirred it for about five minutes or so. This froth just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where it was like over overwhelmingly taking over the whole tin. You couldn't see the tin. It was that bad. So I went downstairs. I said to her, look, I can't use this because, um, you know, the, the, the look at it. I mean, she, she could see for herself. It was evident. She, I couldn't use it. Um, and then she said to me, okay, well, use it anyway. It doesn't matter how bad it is. Just use it anyway. So I thought, okay. So anyway, didn't think anything of it. Got everything masked up. Done everything I needed to. Started putting on the walls. And it was honestly, it was it was honestly like painting with water. And this was my first experience of Valspar as yeah. you know, I was just shocking, absolutely shocking. Anyway, um, in this little room, so I've, I got I've done the room now. Somehow I managed to get through that tin of Valspar. I got done the room, and there was a little room inside this little room. So it was like um, it was um, uh, 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 what's what the door you call them? Um, a, a veneer, like a, like anyway, it was, it was a door. Open it up. And there was like a like a walk a small walking wardrobe, but nothing was mentioned about this little walking wardrobe. And she said to me, "Oh, the room looks okay, but you haven't done in there." And I said, "Well, that wasn't on the estimate; wasn't talked about." She goes, "Well, I want you to do in there as well." Her attitude changed with me quite a lot by this point. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, I said, "Okay, that's fine. I, you know, I'm not going to charge anymore for doing it. I'll just I'll just do it because I was in my early days. You know, I was very inexperienced." Yeah. And um, anyway, she said to me, right, okay, no problem. So it took me about a day, day and a half to do that. And then um, uh, she said to me, okay, uh, are you are you happy with everything you've done? And I said, well, I've done everything I've been asked to do with the paint that wasn't really usable. Um, you know, it, it's not for me to determine what I think, I've how well I've done. It's what you think. And she goes, yeah, it'll do. She said, it'll do. Um, and then I said, okay, fine. So four o'clock came, went went home, went back the next day and she had all my tools in the sort of the porch area and she goes, I don't think you should carry on. And I was like, why? She goes, it's not that I'm not happy with what you've done. I just think I've, I've realized I've picked on someone with, with little inexperience with you know, who's, who's inexperienced. Okay. Um, so she gave me a check then and then, and I was like, right. Okay. What am I supposed to do with this check? She goes, go cash it. And if it bounces, let me know. And that was it. Yeah. Never spoke again. I, I suppose only good side of that is you got paid. I got paid. Yeah. <laughs> and the cheque never bounced. <laughs> yeah. It could be worse. I've known people not got paid. But you think when you're starting out, I mean, I think we've all been there. When you're starting out, you take any job that comes. Yeah. You, you just, you just want to yeah. start and build customers. And it's only when you get going that you start picking up on I mean, I've been guilty of it when I started out. There's many shit jobs I've done. And I yeah. should have, you know, when I was younger, I should have picked up on red flags and I didn't. Yeah. And then it, without sounding like a big head, I think it comes with experience, red flags, you start thinking, yeah, don't want this job. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be a pain. Yeah. I had one other week that rung me in. I can't, my, my diary's full till whatever. And she's like, well, can you come and price it anyway? Mm. I says I'm out with kids can I ring her back later and to be honest I didn't ring her back I thought mm. she'll be wanting because 
as soon as I says I can't do it, I mean, a few months away, so as soon as I told her I couldn't do it then, she woman in hour and I thought, right, she just wants me to price up so she can compare with me next bloke that can probably do it next week. Yeah. You know, and see see if we're roughly the same price or one of us is overcharging and I just thought, ain't working for people like that. You know, you no. start picking no. up, but when when you're starting out, you want the work, don't you? So you do whatever's, yeah. and you always try and see the best in people. Yeah, definitely. And with, and with my inexperience at, at the time, um, it was a big learning curve because I was, you could say that she was like the, the standing stone for the kind of clients that I really wanted to work for. So yeah. the next client, the next client after that was was a lot better. She left me to it. She was lovely, um, and and then from that point onwards, I kind of thought, right, I'm setting my own standard here now for for yeah. clients. And since then, yes, I've worked for one or two others who um, haven't been as bad, um, but I've been dead fussy. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm I'm a bit of an hypocrite. I hate snobbery. Yeah, definitely. But my, yeah. my my preferred customer is middle class and up that appreciate your value. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a bit of an hypocrite with it, but I find I don't want the Facebook idiots that want cheap, reliable decorator because there's no such no. thing. No. You know, I want people that appreciate what I'm charging, and if they can't afford it, they can't afford it. Yeah. You know, there's plenty so, of work out there. So I've I've had that conversation many times as well about my price. I started out at a hundred pound a day when I was first when I first started going, and I, I first went self-employed. I was on a hundred pound a day just because you wanted to sort of get your feet under the table and yeah. build up your clients and do all that. Now I charge 140 a day, but I've been going five years. Um, and I'm thinking now maybe I'll leave it for another 12 months and then put that up then to maybe 150 a day because I can get 150 a day working for the council. Yeah. So, but I know that they can afford it. That's the, th- that's, that's the kind of, that's the rock and hard place that I'm at at the moment with my pricing is that I know the council can afford to pay me £150 a day, but my private work, my domestic work, it's a different story. It's, 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 it's a tough one, that, because I listened to a podcast the other day and they, they a point, it's your value of yourself is different. So when, when you see on these Facebook groups how much you're charging for working here, it's yeah. different because your burn rate's different to theirs. They might look at a job and be 200 quid a day and it might take them three days. Yeah. You might look at a job and be 250 a day and it only takes you two. Yeah. So it's what you value yourself at mm. and the customers you're targeting, what they value you at. Yeah. Is, is finding that and then educating those customers and showing those customers why you're 200 quid a day. Yeah. You know, I am 200 quid a day because I do this. I do that. And they think, well, yeah, he's dearer than the other one, but if he's going to tidy up after himself and he's more thorough, yeah. Pine. And and then with all due respect, I was a Dulux Select member, and it's probably one of the best things that come from that because the paperwork and the stuff, it elevated you up. So mm-hmm. then your customer base changed to where there was middle class and up, and you found I found all people that appreciate your value. And they know they are getting what they're paying for, and they're not the idiots who want cheap, reliable decorator. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, but every, it's like when you see it on Facebook groups, like saying, like, how much you charge in this area? Everybody's different. And then, especially yeah. when there's talk of an impending recession, it can be a race to bomb because you might be quoting against Bill that's set off early in life 
paid his mortgage off at 45, so his burn rate shit loads lower than yours. So yeah. if, if if it comes to nail bite, he can work for 100 quid a day as long as he's paying rest of his bills, he ain't bothered. Yeah. You know, exactly. so you, the only price you should focus on, for me, the advice people, is the only price, price you could focus on is your own. And yeah. Provide value for money and charge charge what you think you're worth. Yeah. See, the other yeah. argument, when I say argument, I don't mean literally an argument, but it's yeah. not like a, a very healthy debate about this, is, is the geographical location as well. I can't charge... Because I live in a rural area, because my, my town of Hollyhead is such a rural area, um, I can't charge London pricing. It's just not going to, I wouldn't get any work. I get you that. I, mean? I, t- I totally get that, because I've worked in London in the early 90s, and it was dearer then than it was up here. Yeah. Uh, same house. I remember working in London, Tottenham, same house, 275 grand. You could buy the same house up here for 36 grand this early 90s. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I used to say it's similar to about where I live. Now, I live on coast, and majority of your work is care home, uh, seasonal, back to work, just over minimum wage. Anybody that's got money works out of town and commutes or they own their own business. And I used to think, I can't put my prices up because of my demographics. I've yeah. put my prices up. I'm, I'm proud to say I'm dearest in area, and I'm bloody busy. Yeah. Because I think it's how you approach it and educate, like I say, educating your customers and showing them what they're getting for the money. Yeah. I mean, I'll not say how much I've charged. If anybody asks me, like I said, pre-record, I'll tell them. But I'm considerably more expensive than Next Decorator. Mm. Well, I always put my reviews online and people say, oh, he's done a bloody good job. Look at his reviews. Yeah. He's, he's doing well. Look at his reviews. Yeah. But that's because of the value you're offering for your money. It's like me and my wife always say, you can go in next and buy a wall plaque and it's 20 quid and people will pay it because it's dressed nice and shop in a scenario. This is how it could look in your house. Whereas yeah. you can go in B&M and buy the same bloody wooden wall plaque for about eight quid because there's just 10 of them shoved on a rack. <laughs> you know, it's how you're presenting it, isn't it? It's how you're dressing it. Yeah. 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 You know, if, if, you're offering, if you're offering something that looks better and you do what you say you're going to do, you get a good reputation. You can bump your price up and if you get in... I would say if you if you're getting more than if you price gent jobs and you're winning definitely more than five, you're too cheap. You need to be yeah. around four or five. Yeah. If you're winning four or five, you're about right price. And if you're busy for a couple of months up front, try just notching your price up a quid an hour. Mm. The next couple of jobs. And if you win them, you you know, just gauge it and put it up and just gauge it from that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe worth trying if if you're busy, if you've got a couple of months working. You know, especially if it's you obviously oh, it could be a pain in the ass. Not red flags, but I just think mm, not bothered whether I get this one. Not I'd do it, but I'm not bothered. Maybe price yeah. at 150 a day and test water. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, so I have to come back to you. I actually went to price up a job uh, during my week off. Um, I didn't end up getting it, but um, I, I went round there and um, basically the job was painting the whole thing in stairs um, and. Um, uh, wallpapering um, like a very straight but long chimney breast so anyway I, I, I'd gone in there and um, I said oh yeah no problem I can do all that it's going to take about four days so I'll I'll commit to four days I said um, you know it wasn't a massive massive job the Holstead's landing isn't, it was never going to be the biggest I've ever done neither the smallest it was very in between um, then the, the chimney breast was like I say it was probably somewhere in the region of about 15 foot long very straight no problems, cut around the fireplace, job done. 
um, explained everything that I was going to do, how I would do it, how I approached the how I approached the job with my prep, etc. Um, put my price in. Um, I said, this, "This is my price with the materials included. Uh, get back to me. Give me a couple of days and get back to me." So anyway, left it a couple of days. I hadn't heard anything from them, and then they said they got another decorator who I, I know him quite well. Um, he got they got him in, and they said uh, the guy said to me uh, when I texted him, I said, "Oh, any news about the job?" He says, yeah, my mate's going to paint the Holstein landing for me and uh, the other decker is going to de- de- paint the paper, the um, the chimney breast for 80 quid. And I was like, okay, no problem. Yeah. yeah. You see, I think... You win some, you lose some, yeah. Even if it takes you just over half a day, I'd be charging a day to paper it because you can't go and start something afternoon and why would I do a job for, seven, well, for 80 quid? Why would I do it for 80 quid? Mm when I can go and do a full day's work that road for 150 quid if yeah. it was probably something else passing up my home and could throw up in three hours yeah. I'd probably do it for what I call takeaway money pay for a couple of takeaways in a couple of weeks yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean but if I won't go out of my way to do it no I'd, I'd one ring me the other week oh we've done all decorating we just want I bit doing on stairs well fuck I'm doing you any favours yeah so you've done it all yourself but you want me to come and do it awkward shit you can't shit you can't reach but you I says can't fit you into salsa. Yeah, but it's only a bit and I'm paying cash. So what? You want me to come and do you a favour and take cash for it? Because yeah. it's, you've done rest yourself, save money, but you want me to bail you out? Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Pardon yeah. my French. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, I understand it. Yeah. I, I get it, I do. Yeah, it's the same. When I first met my brother-in-law, I always remember he, he said to me, um, he, he did some... Uh, <laughs> I'll, he'll laugh at this if he ever hears it. He did some uh, fencing for from his sister-in-law for his own sister. Yeah. And he finished it and sent me an invoice and it was full price. I was thinking, you tight bastard. No. No, but hear me out. I thought, you tight bastard. And I, I said to Rich, tight solid. He says, Chris, he says, why would I work for my sister-in-law or friends and family doing family favours for 100 quid a day when I could work for Mrs. Smith for 150 quid a day all day, every day? Favours aren't yeah. paying me bills. And I mm. thought, do you know what? He's got a point. It's like we said pre-record opinions. I've got my opinion based on my figures, but if somebody can educate me, I could change my opinion. And I thought, do you know what? He's got a bloody point. And I do yeah. the same. I won't work for family for the same reason. I'll do my mum's because she's done a lot for us, you know, babysitting over yeah. years and that. Yeah. Other than that, I just tend to avoid friends and family working for, yeah. you know, all favour for favour. You yeah. know, I'll put my price in, it's full price. If you're going to do me joinery, it's full price to charge me. Yeah, you know, it just saves that awkwardness. But yeah, it's uh, that that was one I learned off him at the time. But yeah, it's I don't I don't do part days. If somebody wants something doing its little job, unless I can just cram it in on my own, it's full day. Yeah, yeah but then I sound like a plumber that don't want to take a radiator off because it's not <laughs> a big job, is it? And I'm on I'm on about them, so I'm an hypocrite again. <laughs> Yeah. I, th- I think um, even in the short time I've been, uh, uh, you know, self-employed, I, I think I, I fa- what I found is working for family or with family is is very, um, it's a very grey area because working for family, you don't, I I wouldn't charge my fam, my my mum or my dad or, or anybody who I've done work for, uh, family-wise. I, I just can't bring myself to charge them unless we're not a close family. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've charged my uncle like fifty quid a day before now to do a a, a feature wall, but he but he was offering that to me. I said, yeah. okay, well, if you're offering that to me, then fine, but I'm not going to ask for it. Yeah. Um, 
you know, uh, my, my, my mom um, and my dad live with my nine um, and um, they want me to sort of uh, decorate their house or basically refresh it before they get ready to sell it. And I was like, yeah, no problem. I'll come in. I'll, I'll take a few days off work. This, that, and the other. No problem. Not even going to charge money. I'm not going to ask for anything because you've done a lot for me, you know, down the years. And, and, um, and, and uh, you know, so I feel, I would, for me, it would feel wrong to, to yeah. take money off my dad unless I'm borrowing money, which obviously I pay back. But um, when it comes to working for family, now I, I my father-in-law, um, he works with me every now and then. If I get a particular job, which I feel like I need a hand on, then yeah, you know, I, I'll ask him. But I think the first time I touched on anything to do with mental health um, was when, when I think uh, I had depression when I was working with him. I, I touched on where it felt, it felt like depression. And um, and that was a horrible feeling. So I, I, I hope to never experience that again. But yeah. it was hard working with him. It is so hard because he takes over the job. He takes over the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so working with family and for family is a very grey area, yeah. depending on how you approach it. Yeah. See, I think when, when I hear people work with other halves, I know John Bugden does it, I think. I couldn't. Well, it's not that I couldn't. My other half couldn't work with me. So do it. My, my lad wants to come and work for you when he's older and it's just going to end in fireworks because he's very, I'm particular, but he's worse than me. And I know right. I'll come at home and they'll be swearing and say, Mom, Dad's done me fucking heading today, this, this and this. <laughs> That's what it'll be like. And my wife would be like, I'd be, if it weren't done right, I'd be like that, bickering at her. Yeah. And we'd yeah. end up falling out, so it's just easiest to, you do your job, I do my job. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, so on, on the upside of your lowest point, what's been your highest point? Uh, highest point I think the highest point at this moment in time in in this short career would definitely be um, getting in with the local council yeah uh, that for me has kind of that's been the highest point because what that's done is it's opened a lot more doors for work um, and it's allowed me like I said to put my my day rate up a little bit as well um, um, but like, like, working in residential homes for me um, is is massively enjoyable um, because I get to flirt with ninety year old women and I make them feel young. Whatever floats your boat. But you know, I, I love it. I do. I love it. And, and there's um, there's this one particular home that I work at, and there, uh, which is about seven eight miles up the road from me. It's not very far at all. Um, and when I go there, I go there. So the council will phone me up and they'll say, oh, could you go and look at this job? I'll be, okay, fine. So go look at this job. And um, I'll walk through the corridor, through a few doors, through a kitchen where these uh, residents have their breakfast and stuff. And then I'll go and look at this room. Oh, yeah, okay, fine. I'll be in there for maybe five, ten minutes. Look at the room. No, I know I know what I need to do. Simple as. Um, then I'll walk back through and then Mrs. Jones will see me. Mrs. Jones, she, she's um, she's one of these uh, residents who's in a wheelchair, and her face lights up every time she sees me. I get more of a welcome then than I do it when I come home. Yeah. It's really straight, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, but sometimes it's all the person who seals the seals other than stuff well, in it. And exactly, and and this yeah. is the thing. So, Sonia, yeah, I'll, I'll stop to talk to her, and more often than not, the people who work there, um, my friends work there, they, they'll see me and they'll see how I approach Mrs. Jones in her wheelchair. So I'll go up to her and she'll put her hand on my on my hand and she'll sort of, so I'll get down to her level sort of thing. 
and she'll say to me in her very Welsh voice, she'll say, oh, Gareth, it's so nice to see you again with this massive smile on her face. And that fills me with a lot of joy because, like I said before, and I've said this many times, these people, they, they don't get out. There's no... Um, there's no organised trips for them. They they don't really get out, so they're stuck in the, in in the in the residential home all day. Yeah. You know, life's passing them by. It's it's you know, and so if I go there or when I go there and I do some work and I get the chance to put a smile on their face while I'm working with them, flirting with them like mad and and making it so cringeworthy that anybody in their grave would 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 turn over and 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 laugh. Yeah. Um, then that, that that's part of making my day as well, you know, and I it's, love that. It's the little things. I mean, my mind is there's a little slight. It's not a matter of a little, a little coming up to our estate. Yeah, but we've got a nursing home further up. Well, I said nursing home, but it's it's more of a a, a mental home uh, where it's got people with issues, you know, like older mm-hmm. people. Yeah, and then there we are sounding awful. They're about in community. There's one that sits on the bench. Don't even know his name. Alcoholic, loves a drink, not with it. Sits with bench with one arm on like this. And every night I come up this hill and he waves at all traffic like this, laughing away to himself, talking to himself, laughing with a can of lager in his hand. <laughs> and I says, I, I wave at him. You know, I'll, I'll just wave back, get on or two, wave back when he waves. Yeah. And my daughter said something other day. I says, I says, as shit as it is for him, I says, he ain't got a okay world. I says, all yeah. he's, he's sat there enjoying himself. Wave. I say, if you wave back to him, it makes his day. I says, look at yeah. bloody smile on his face. That makes my day. Yeah, absolutely. And I just say, I, I says, you ain't going to carry it well, does it? And here's me stressing pain about his bill and that bill. I, say, I know it's awful. I think sometimes, which is the best way to be? Like him, I don't give a shit. I ain't going to care. Or like us stressing about everything. As long as he's got a gas in it, paper shop sometimes getting his lager, bloody as early as he can. <laughs> and I think, don't give a shit as long as you can get his drinks and sit there and enjoy it and you know watch well go past and wave at trucks I just think you know it makes my day to wave back and it's been his day he's happy as Larry because you've waved back or tooted all at him and waved back at him yeah you know what I mean but yeah it's this little thing like I said with, with pensioners it's sometimes other than home care that's been for a 15 minute quick whiz round I mean I'm not knocking home care you know I've got no, friends and family that are but 15 minutes in the morning 15 minutes at night because they've got half hour or hour slot for every every client but then you've got to get two miles across the traffic bloody bad traffic town yeah you're sometimes the only person they bloody see yeah and you know what I mean it's, it's like when you go in shop you think god they're all the up in shop then you have to step back and think probably all the time they've been out this week and spoke with somebody mm. you know I mean so you, you just think yeah don't be a twat Chris <laughs> I, I think if I if my if so, because in Wales we call them so so in your part of the world they call them nan or grandma or grandmother yeah. in my part of the world we call them nine so mm. so if if somebody treated my nine if my nine was in a home and God bless her she's ninety four this year um and and she's still as fit as a fiddle for her age mentally she's still very much with yeah. it um and if if I saw somebody treating my nine like that I would. That is heartwarming. Yeah, you know what I mean it, it's putting a smile on her face. It's making her happy, and it's it, it it sometimes irritates me when you get people that talk to them like the kids patronising. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, it's, it's like when when people talk to foreign people, they're not stupid. They speak a different language. They're not stupid. They're just elderly. Yeah, yeah. Some might some might not be compass mentis. 
But my jokes are aren't. They're probably more, I've got some that are more sprightly than include up than I bloody am. You know I mean, yeah. they're just old. That's all. Mm. You know, mm. some of them have still got a wicked, dirty sense of humour, mm. but they're just old. Do you know what I mean? That's it. I, 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 I would definitely. I love being. A, I, I haven't got one, unfortunately, but I've been around a few swearing grannies. Yeah. Legends. Yeah. <laughs> Legends. I love. love I've, I've, I've got a customer. I do her work. I, I say I do her daughter's work. Her daughter's about my age. Uh, but I do Sue's mum's work, and she's Irish. She's a mum, Mrs. Frankish. She's yeah. brightest old thing. She's one of them that'll live forever. You, you know, you just imagine living forever. She knows everyone in village, and she yeah. knows everyone where she's about six miles from me, but she knows everyone. Oh, do you know them? So, yeah, and she'll say, I remember when so and so with this. I think, gosh, she's don't miss it. Sharp as a tack and don't miss a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they're not stupid. They're just old. No, far from it. You know, and they just, they just, some of them just want bloody company, aren't they? You know, or yeah. human interaction, which we all do. Yeah. 100%. You know, but you get somewhere kids only come around because they're just chicken in because they want inheritance when they pop the clogs. Mm. That irritates me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> I, I do have a lot of respect for the elderly. I'm also, now that I do work at these residential homes a lot more often than, than I yeah. used to. Um, I, I do because I'm going that way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> I, I keep saying I'm going to live as long as I can so my daughter can wipe my ass for me. <laughs> yeah, how the roles will be returned then. Yeah. So, what's your biggest struggle that you think you could improve on? Oh, that's a good question. Um, my biggest struggle? Um, oh, now you've got me. Um, my biggest struggle, what would that be? Um, I think, I think when I first started out, um, five years ago, I had a plan, I had a business plan, which that was the way I was going to run my business. That was the way I was going to do things and nothing was going to change that. Um, and I've since learned that you have to adapt your, the way you run your business in some ways to go with sort of like the modern times. So, so like I said, I have a list of one to 10 things and I was adamant that that's the way I was going to do it. I was going to stick to my plan and nothing was going to change it. And I found that the biggest struggle I had was adapting certain things, certain elements of the business to make it run more efficiently. And I'm yeah. not really wanting to change. I don't like change. I think as as humans, we we if we could stick to a, a routine, if we could stick to things and, and they don't change, um, I think we'd be a lot a lot happier. But obviously things change along the way. And if you have to change things to sort of keep up or make things run more efficiently, I think that's kind of where I, I've struggled most in yeah. that area. You know? There's a. I'm just trying to remember it now. There's a, a Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, old Bruce Lee saying about the one who fails to bend it wind like a bamboo. You, you've got to move with the times and bend and move to keep yes. up. You know what I mean? And yeah. keep going, which is mm. it's true. You know, I'm old, but like we said pre-record, I'm not too old to learn new tricks. I don't believe in that shite. You know, if somebody no. can show me a quicker, faster, or easier way, I'm willing to get it a go. Yeah. You know, ultimate my life easy. You know, so 100%. But when did you, this next one's superficial. When did you realize you made it? Realize I made it? Ooh. Or, or um, what, what, what constitutes in your head as making it? 
Um, do we ever make it? It's it's so I'll say it's superficial. It's a man's in my head. I have I've got a, a, an LC near on. I won't say perfect, but a very good work life balance. Which to me, I've made it. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good point. Actually, I think. Um, so some people might see making it as a fleet of six bands and thirty blokes. <laughs> Some might see making it has paid me mortgage off. It's, it's everyone's yeah. take on it. I, I'm very fortunate in, in that I don't have a mortgage or don't pay rent and if, anything like that. I'm very, very fortunate. Even at 42, um, you know, we were able to buy this this house that we're in now. We were able to buy it outright. Um, yeah. It took a lot of work to get to that point. Um, but yeah, um, making it, I, I, think, I think I've got my health and that's, that's the first and foremost thing. Um, my mental health is, is, is okay. Um, and I think my business is running, running well enough that I'm happy to sustain it, you know, the, the way it's going now. Um, I think, that I think if, if there's ever a time, I think I feel I've made it again, I would probably have to say at this moment in time anyway, because something else might happen where I, where I might change my mind. But I think getting, to work for the council was like the goal for when I decided to go self-employed. That was what I really wanted to reach out and, and, yeah. and work towards. And I achieved that very, very early on. So yeah. I think that for me is probably the point at this moment in time where I feel, yeah, I've made it. So you're quite fortunate there because from what I understand where I am and where I've lived, a lot of the councils, it's pretty sewn up with what I call mini councils, where yeah. it's contracted out to like Mighty, Seddon, Bagnalls. Uh, yeah. I think we have around here KWP, which I call private councils. They're like a yeah. council, they have all the vans, they're smaller and they've got less overheads and admin charges. Because mm. I, I served my apprenticeship with council and like they, the job we got paid for, the admin charges on top made it astronomical. But Deadwood yeah, offices. So you've got a lot of these little private. I've done work for Seddon's, you know, and some others, and the, the smaller councils with less yeah. overheads and stuff. And when I worked for council, we were very anti-contractor like that. But then, if you look at it from a business point of view, why pay council staff? Say we did a job and we got twenty quid, the admin would be another eighty quid on top. Why bother doing that when you can put it out to say Mighty for want to a better use a better company? That'll do all the lot for sixty quid. Yeah, it's it's business sense, isn't it? You yeah. know, so I think yeah. a lot of it's sewn up with the smaller, smaller, you know, contracting councils out here. I've never done any. I've do, I've done council work inadvertently for one of the smaller council workers. Mm. You know, there's a company near me, uh, Ebdens. We we used to do a lot of schools for Ebdens because they were doing the building work as a smaller thing, and Ebdens we used to do their decorating. Yeah. You know, that's why I've shitloads of bloody dust sheets in me in my garage, about fifty dust sheets. <laughs> sometimes you'd have about three or four classrooms sheeted up, you know, so yeah. you have to have plenty of dust sheets. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's a, so you've done quite well there to game with council. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel I kind of feel like I've been very blessed in that way. Um but then again, um it, it it's always as you know yourself, you know, you've been you've been doing this long enough. To know that wheels work within wheels, yeah, and it's all—it's all who you know, 
And I was very fortunate. What, that what my, you know about who you know? It's <laughs> very, very true. Yeah. Um, and that's something I'm only now sort of beginning to sort of realise myself. But my mum works, oh, she was working for Anglesey Council at the time. And um, the office, the, 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 the section that I was um, working for, the, or the department I was working for, uh, was right across the, the way to her office. And she knew the, the lads who worked in that department, so she sort of put a word in for me. Yeah. And then um, I had a phone call in, and she said, uh, the, the guy from the council who ended up being my, who's now my boss, said, um, um, hi, Gareth, I've just, I've just spoken to your mom. Um, you know, I, we want to invite you to sort of come and have a chat sort of thing. So I was like, okay. So anyway, went for a chat, um, pretty much signed the paperwork there and then. And then they said that it has to go out for tender. Um, but, you know, race rest assured, you do have a place with us. And I was like, okay, finally, we went out to tender. About six weeks later, um, the, all the documents, the official documents from this tender came through. Me and three or four others got, got on the contract, and I've been with them now. I'm in my fourth year with them now. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I do, I love it. And I do the voids as well. So it's not just the residential homes and the schools. Um, if it goes quiet on that front, I can always fall back on the voids. Yeah. So it works both ways. It's, it's, it's a great, great, um, great thing to have. Yeah. So where, where do you see yourself in five to ten years? Do you have a five, ten year plan? Uh, or vision? Um, I, plan? Would like, I think I would like to be, in five or ten years, I think I would like to be obviously a lot more knowledgeable, um, you know, with, with, with um Every every aspect of of decorating, um, we we spoke about spraying and stuff um, before, and um, I've done a spray spray call an introduction to spraying. I don't think spraying's for me at this moment in time. Anyway, um, again, like I said before, it's a confidence thing. I'm not. I might come across like I've got a load of confidence, um, um, but I'm not. I'm not a very confident person. Um, I'm confident in my work and, and various other things, but. Within me, I'm not a very confident person. So, and I think I realised that more so when I did the spray course. Um, it really wasn't something that I felt confident doing, holding a spray gun. Um, it was just mind blowing. It was too much to take in. Yeah. So, um, I don't think spraying for now, at least, I don't think spraying is part of that five or ten year plan. Um, uh, will I have someone working with me? Um, again, I'm, I'm all for giving people a chance. Um, but again, I'm happy on my own. So because we're so used to working alone as lone wolves or sole traders, um, yes, it'd be nice to have that company. But again, I, I hear a lot of, a lot of things about, um, um, apprentices, no, not being not being great or, or whatever. So I maybe might I'd like to, to be given the chance to take an apprentice on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but five to ten years, I think. Yeah, I'd like to be probably having maybe a couple more bigger contracts, like like with council type contracts, housing yeah. associations, for example, um, things like that. Uh, that that would be good. I've, I've come to the conclusion I'm too much of a cock to work for. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm too. I'm too set in my ways and picky in particular. And I think yeah. it, it, I think it irritates people, which I get. I totally understand. I get. You know, I just think is I call it contract trap because you ask someone to do something and then you think they're like they're not quite sure. And I think by the time I've 
but I mean, showed you, I might as well do it myself, so what's the point? You know, so I, th- well, I think I've become to a point where I'm un- unemployable and I'm hard to work for. I'm not, well, I'm pretty fair. I'm fair yeah. on people, you know, and I'm, I'm not harsh on them. I'm just, yeah. I'd say I'm complicated, it's the way of putting it myself. <laughs> well, I mean, you mentioned before about, um, you know, your, your son sort of wanting to come and work with you and stuff. If that didn't work out, oh, and obviously it's a very different relationship that you'd have if you did take on an apprentice. Yeah. Um, is, is an apprentice something that you would consider? I've had them. I've, I've, I've had apprentices. Oh, you have? Yeah, I've, I've had a few apprentices. I had my last employee, he went beginning of lockdown. Oh. Went 22 and scared of heights. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think, no disrespect, he's a great kid. He still rings me, we still chat. And he yeah. actually rung up once and apologised to me. I was like, what? He says, you know, them time he, he said when I used to have a go at him, I didn't. I'm, I'm not yeah. that harsh. You know, when you tell them, you feel like you're having a go, you tell them something, they'd stand in the corner and look at the floor like they're going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and bless it, he's, he's a brilliant kid, you know, and yeah. he's got a lot of potential, but you tell him something, he says, he rung me up and says, uh, you know them times when you used to, used to have a go at me? I said, well, I didn't really have a go at you. Yeah, well, you knew you used to tell me. I says, yeah. Yeah. He says, I totally get it now. I says, what do you mean? He says, I've had a mate helping me out last week. He says, and he royally fucked the job up. And he says, I get now why you used to have a... Because I never lost my rag with him. You know, I just no. never say, you've done it wrong. You should have done this. You weren't listening, were you? You know, and he says, I totally get it now. He says, I've had it with my mate this last week. And it's, he says, it's set me back a couple of days because he weren't listening properly. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I think... I don't know if my expectations are too high. I think so, do they mollycoddle them too much at college? Do they come? I had one apprentice. College had told him to wear bloody rubber gloves on every job. They weren't even using oil based. Like, right. what health and safety rules? Yeah. What? I mean, I even had to have sun cream up van and inform him twice a day he should be putting sun cream on by law. I had to do that. That's yeah. fucking, it's like we're mothering them. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it, make, yeah. it, it takes me back to when I served my apprenticeship. I'd, I've t- talked about Cole a lot. That's why it's called Brothers at Brush. Yeah. Cole used to say to me, God forbid if we ever go to war, we need a plane foot, plane foot kids and two plane foot mams. <laughs> I can see what he means now, because you would. You know, they, they need looking after, don't they? They need the backside swiper. We, he probably thought we did then, but I do now, and I think, what? Some, some of them just haven't got a nouser incentive. You know, yeah, and I'm well, not down on younger ones. Some of them are good, but some yeah. of them you think, how have you got through school? Yeah. You yeah. know, but I don't know. I just find it's hard work and then they're just not appreciative because they're getting, <laughs> they don't see that you have to put in the years of low paid because it's costing your employer to teach you and they yeah. don't look at the end game that in three or four years they can be earning a decent wage a week. And they've got yeah. a skill that they're always going to have and always going to be able to earn money from. Yeah. But then I also blame schools for pushing them all onto further academic stuff, saying, look how well we've done. We've got so many off to uni. And they're mm. steering them away from construction trades because it's dirty. Yeah. And they want to say, oh, look, look at our rating at school because we've got so many off to uni. Look how many we've done. Do you mm. know what I mean? We, we go with little ad school, box ticking, because... Attendance. I, I went to assembly the other week. I had a Friday off. I went to his assembly in his class. 
it, she was like, oh, class three, you've not done very well. Attendance this week, it's only 93%. I, I looked at one at mum's at size and she says, oh, they, they like it to be 96% above. I says, can't help if one of them's been off with COVID. My lad had bloody gastroenteritis and rough for three days. If you've got, yeah. you've had squits, you're not yeah. allowed to school for two days. So he's picked it up off another kid, so he's getting marked down for it because he's off school. Yeah. Well, they want it for so they can improve the bloody score with government yeah. checks. I was just going to say it's all about the numbers, isn't it? Yeah, it's all box ticking. It's business now, isn't it? Box ticking. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's same with, I had somebody contact me the other week uh, about doing a podcast with apprentices, which would be good. Yeah. yeah. About, and she was a, a apprentice, she, well, she is an apprentice herself. Uh, I'd love to get her on a podcast. And she was saying how, the apprentices feel like they are being failed as a system mm. because the college courses are closing down because there's not enough numbers on it because people are being driven away from building trade. There's not enough coming through. Right. And I think for me, I think it's associations like Dulux Select, decorating association that should be called upon to take up the slack and do what's not being done, fill the void. Yeah, so I touched on this with the Instagram Lives, and I um, I always ask um, female decorators what why it was that they ended up taking up the trade. You know, when from school when they, when they've got their options, obviously with the, the careers advisor doesn't turn on to them and say, "How about you get into the construction trade? How about you become a joiner or a plumber?" They won't even say that to a kid now unless you weren't no. doing well at school. No, exactly, and, and that's a shame, and. Um, so I say, you know, so so why did you typically go down the route of not not that there's anything wrong with it? I'm not, I'm not suggesting it because my wife, like I said, she works in healthcare. Um, but why did you go down the route of, go down the route of of healthcare or um, beauty or or one of the typical um, choices that that girls make? And they said because well, basically that that was just a safe safe choice to make, and there wasn't a yeah. plan B. So. What I would like to see in schools and and more specifically schools for for GCSE leavers or whatever is why can't construction be on that list? Why can't they give them that option instead of oh why don't you go and do this or go and do that? How about you try something different and try your hand in a trade? I can say that now because I'm in that field of work as are you, but you're obviously far more experienced than I am. So you've seen a lot more changes and it's a lot more frustrating for you because obviously, you know, you know, you, you've, you've seen a lot more changes through the years that you started from an apprentice to where you are now. And you've made a good success of your business as you are doing with the, with the podcast. And that's taken a lot of hard work. Um, so I would like to see equally the same amount of hard work going into the, the curriculums where they're now introducing or they, they should introduce construction and let that be an option on the paper. I I was on management board. Mm. People know which one it is. And I suggested in a meeting, why don't they get one at young female members of that association and one at young males, give them a script, train them up, send them around colleges and schools, showing that it is an option for both yeah. male and female and yeah. to nurture them into becoming part of an association and belonging. It got vetoed. Yeah. Not yeah. enough interest in it. No. Don't know why it just got vetoed. That'd do well to God. Just showing them that it's possible. It's tradespeople, not tradesmen. And we can have males, we can have females. I can't give a shit yeah. what gender you are. 
I can't give a shit what your sexual preference is. It's open for everybody. Open mm. the doors. This is what you can do. This is what you could become part of. I was talking to my sister-in-law. Uh, mm. <laughs> sounds like I've got shitloads. My, my other half's one of three sisters and she's got a brother. I was talking, yeah. went for a walk with one other week on Sunday. Sometimes we go for a walk. She's, she's a copper. Yeah. And she don't know ever. I don't know if she might be talking about it. She don't know if she likes the job. She only been doing it a year. Yeah. And she's on about training up to do this, that, or other. And if I do three years of hard work, I can do this, I can do that. And she says, in four or five years, I can be on 45 grand a year. I just looked at her and says, what? Yeah. I said, I can earn more than that doing my job. Yeah. I says, what, you're now 26 grand a year? I says, what, to have abuse ailed at you? And to be doing shifts at night? I says, you're fucking mad. I said, yeah. And I worked it out. And I says, if I were doing that, I'd want six grand a month. Mm. Not because of the hard work, but just what you have to do for your money. I says, yeah. there's no way they're going to pay me that. I says, you're putting, there was a, in, in a local town and there were some lads kicking off teenagers, odds up masks on, giving her abuse and calling copper who she was with gay. And I says, what do you do if they kick off? And I didn't want to scare her. And she no. says, uh, call for backup. I says, and how long's backup take? She says, well, I'll not say which place it is. No, no, she says, no. She says, in our borough, as you'd call it, whatever they call it, nine police. That covers nine. a radius of 50 miles. I says, so if your nearest backup is 20 miles away, so I don't want to scare you. I said, but 15 youths can do a lot of damage in 15 minutes to two people. Yeah, definitely. And it, they're just so severely under-policed, understaffed, under-moneyed. And I says, top and tail of it, I don't want to see Mr. Sulaw's name, I'm trying to avoid saying the name. I says, top mm. and tail of it is, I'm glad there's people that'll do it, and I'm thankful there's people that'll do it, but there's no way yeah. I'd be doing it for that money. 26 no. grand a year, no. And she's still having to do uni work to further her education in the police force at that as well. So she's, she does four, four, on, four, four nights, four days. And she's yeah. on about, she struggles when she comes off nights takes her two days to get back into a routine and then two more nights two more days you're back on nights I says I couldn't mess with my head like that I no. says and then you're having to do uni work and fit your personal life around that and see your other half you've just bought an house with yeah. I says I says I'd be looking at a nine to five job behind a desk for 23 grand a year and have three grand yeah. a year less yeah, definitely you know but I mean the, the trades you can earn some bloody good money but they don't push it and publicise it enough there's mm. no done about it no, you know, there should and, be a big push on it. Yeah, and and this is why I'm saying, um, you know, what I've learned through doing the Instagram lives and talking to decorators and 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 speaking to, and getting their thoughts on things. There are decorators amongst us, thankfully, who want to um, not do be on the brush forever. Um, they want to sort of take a step back from the business, keep the business still going, but take a step back from the business and um, go into teaching. I mean, you know, if that's not a good enough advocate, I don't know why. There is, the thing is with teaching, I know my local college, they're giving up the decorating courses because there's not enough, in, it's a vicious circle, there's not enough interested kids, yeah. so yeah. they don't want the teachers. No. It's a vicious circle. Yeah. It's just a downward spiral. You know, mm. there's not enough, not enough interest in the course, so we're not going to have a teacher and pay a lecturer for three kids. Yeah. You know, it, it, there needs to be a big push from all sides. I'd, I'd love to, I always wanted to teach at college. That's what I wanted to do when I, I mean, I'll admit, 
when I first left college, it was because of the Monics. When I was at college, what? Early 90s. Head mm. of department was 14 quid an hour then. Wow. I, I wanted, that's why I wanted to do it because of the money, because I was money driven then. Now I just yeah. want to do it because I'd love to educate kids. Yeah. And I'd love to educate them just not on how to do the business, how to run the business. Mm. Even my daughter turned around to me the other day when we were going somewhere with lad in Banner to come out of the week and she was like, I think they ought to teach us at school how to handle money and how to apply for mortgages and what we should do. Mm. I, I looked, I thought, bloody hell, she's got red screwed on. I said, yeah. why don't you put it forward? Oh, no, then. Mm. That's you what see, you should be doing. The other thing I would love to see in the curriculum, and this is something I'm going to be talking about next month, is is that I would love to see, and now that I'm sort of becoming a little bit more knowledgeable with every little bit, every little bit that I take from each person I talk to who struggles with their mental health, I would yeah. love to see, love to see, um, and I'd love your opinion on this as well. I would love to see mental health as part of the school curriculum. Yeah. Yeah, what, I what would to look for an awareness. Yeah, yeah. because you know there, there are kids in school. Um, you know, I'm not talking sort of primary school. I'm talking more secondary school now. Um, I, there are kids in secondary school who do have, uh, who do struggle with their mental health, and yeah. they do live with their mental health, and and there's not enough being done to help them. So I think if to to keep the conversation going and and keep continue to raise the awareness of what mental health there is, what struggles people have, um, you know, and, and give them the chance to open up. Almost like a counselling session in a way. Um, it would be good to include that in the in the school curriculum for an hour a day, just like you'd have, instead of having double science, have like science. wellness. Yeah. 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 And, and then more people then would be able to open up. Oh, oh, I, was, she had bit, I think my daughter has one, I don't know how long it is a week, where they have PD, personal development. Right. Include it in that. Yeah. You know, because, I, I mean, kids are kids. I'm not excusing it. They're going to be little twats no matter what and take piss out of each yeah. other. But yeah. th- what they don't understand is at that age is you, well, they might understand it, just not get shit. Mm. You could be giving someone some shit that you class as banter, mm. but they could just be having one of them down days where you say that and it just tips them over edge. So yeah, 100%. You, shit, you don't say at all. If you can't sell mm. nice, don't sell at all. And that you know, was me, it, you see. Yeah. And it, it'll, that, come, that, it'll come down to the same old thing. We haven't got the resources or the money. Yeah. That's all it'll ever come that down to. Me, that was me in school. I was bullied in school for five years. Um, and, and at the time, my mental health was taking an absolute battering, but I didn't know anything, nothing about yeah. mental health at the time. I just knew that I didn't want to go to school. I couldn't face the bullies until this one particular day. Where I did do this lad over, I'm not proud of it, but it, it's Some, not. Sometimes it's the old ways that need doing. Yes, yeah, a hundred percent. And now I'm on the other side of the fence, where I'm learning about it, and I'm start, I'm starting to picking up a little bit more about it because I am uneducated. Yeah. I am uneducated. I, I don't know much about mental health at all. And yeah, my wife has depression. Um, my my youngest lad has autism. My eldest lad um, has social anxiety, and yet he's working massive amount of hours and a massive credit to him. So I'm living with it, and I, and I think because I'm living with it and I'm starting, I'm starting to learn more about it, I would love to see it included in the school curriculum to it's, help these kids understand 
people potentially like yourself who have mental health struggles, who live with mental health, and get and raise more awareness about it at such an early age. It, it, it is. See again, like we talked previously, quite happy on both sides. I yeah. lived with someone with mental issues. Not yeah. while I was in relationship with someone with mental issues. No, yeah. Not massive things, but it's hard to deal with because you don't understand it. It was only when we split that I then went on to have my issues and I thought, I can see it from a different perspective. Yeah. It was like somebody turning focusing on binoculars. When you're on the outside, you don't understand it. And worst thing you can say to someone is pull your socks up. But then yeah. when you flip in, you're on the other side. Worst yeah. thing someone can say to you is pull your socks up. Yeah. Pull yourself together. You know, it takes, it took for me to suffer myself to understand that. You know, it, it, it is hard for either side. Yeah, I, I'm genuinely sorry for you that you had to go through that. But at the same time, it's it's giving, it's opened your eyes. Yeah. So I don't you regret know? it. No. I, I never regret, there's only a couple of things I've ever regretted. Um, I mean, I won't talk about on this. No, 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 no. Uh, no. But, you know, it's, it's it makes you who you are. Luckily, I'm still here, but it's made me who I am. You know, yeah. and it's, I think yeah. sometimes stuff's done to mould you. Yes. To who you are. I'm getting <laughs> all bloody spiritual shit now. I found as I get older, <laughs> I'm not religious, but I get more spiritual. Yeah. You know, and I think things are done for a reason. Yes. You know, stuff's I'm sent to test you. And it's when yeah. you're at your weakest, you become your strongest. Yes. Sort of thing, because you find the strength. Some, unfortunately, don't. When yeah. they're the weakest, that's when they go. Yeah, you see, you're talking my language now. I, I, I am. Um, I, I'm. I'm. Um, I'm proud to say I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm not a true Christian by any stretch of imaginations. I've got my flaws. I've got my sins, and all all those kind yeah. of things. But um, my my family, uh, my mum in particular, she's a, she's a she's a very sort of you know she started going to church more often and and all that kind of thing now. And at, at some point, I would like to follow. But going back to what you're saying about um, about things shaping you, bullying shaped me to the person that I am today. I think you're a yeah. thousand percent spot on with that, and that's why I love the banter. It's, it's like I go, I say things to people that maybe other people wouldn't say, but I say it with a big smile on my face. Yeah, you know, it's, it's I, like I said pre-record. You can say what you want as long as it's respectfully with conviction. Yes. And quietly, whether yeah. people choose to answer you or not, or tell you to yeah. fuck off, different yeah. matter. Yeah, but I think there should be no black or white. No, going back to your religion, mm. I, I don't do religion. I don't know do politics, and people That's think it's because I'm, I'm anti-religion, and I sound yeah. awful. That I'm not anti-religion. I'm anti-people. Yeah, it's majority of the time it's not religion, mm. and please don't let me offend you. A lot of the no. time, it's how people interpret it because you get extremists in every religion. Yeah, look back um, what we've done over years. We're no saints. We just talk about it because we just choose to not talk about it because we're ignorant. My mum and dad are religious. My mum and dad are Jehovah's Witnesses. Right. And I, I think if you find comfort in the sense of belonging in religion, it's only like football. You support yeah. Christian. I mean, I'm Christian, but say for instance, you support Christian. I support Catholic. Great. If you find comfort in it, crack on. As long as you're not ramming it down my throat, and as long as, as long as you're not extremist, I don't have a problem. I'm actually fascinated. My daughter says something to me the other day. She says, "My little dad's, my little lad says he's he's anti-religion." I said, "No, you're just atheist." Yeah. And my daughter says to me, she says, "You're anti-religion." I said, "No, I'm anti-people." And I explained to her, and I, I said, "I'm actually fascinated by religion 
by what mm. people's beliefs are within that religion, what they believe. Yeah. You know, we were watching a program the other night and they had an Asian wedding on. I said, I'd love to go to one just to see mm. what the beliefs and stuff are because I'm fascinated by religion. I just yeah. don't like the extremists within each religion, yeah. you know, I that twist it to suit their agenda. Yeah. Which I all religions have done it over years. Nobody's, I think they're probably the only ones that haven't done a Buddhist. Mm. You know, everybody's twisted it. Yeah, my, I, I'm not like that. My, me and my family, we're not like that. We, If we talk about religion, we talk about it amongst ourselves, behind yeah. closed doors, and, and it stays behind closed doors. My father-in-law, um, he, he in his early days, he went over to Thailand and he lived in Thailand and he worked from Thailand and part of his business was based in Thailand. Um, and and he was sort of being surrounded by monks all the time and, and he adopted the ways of the 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 Buddhists and, and he now considers himself a Buddhist. Yeah. We've had conversations about this and I, and I tend to not, and I think you hit the nail on the head, you, you tend to become a little bit erratic then when, when, when you're sort of talking about your views and everyone's got their different views and stuff. If, you know, if everybody's got their different views. If we just respect each other's views on it, yeah. As, that, as, that should as, be. As, I, I, me and my mum had a fallout over this. Yeah. Because my mum's eyes, bless her, I love my mum, but in my mum's eyes, if you're not a witness, you're wrong. Yeah. I says, yeah, but for all these years, up until past 12 years, whatever, you mm. brought us up to be Christians. Now you're telling us it's wrong. 10 years' time, yeah. you might be telling us a witness is wrong and we should be Catholic. Yeah. I says, the first rule of any religion should be respect that other people respect. have different beliefs yes. we all have yeah. a god some yeah. some people worship some worship pub some worship somebody up there I, yeah. I mean i believe there's some out there we weren't created be aliens we didn't we're some created us but at the moment i'm not interested interested in what but there's some out there there's an eye yeah. being somewhere or yeah. something whether See, it's spiritual physical there's something yeah. yeah see everybody in this house is are atheists yeah. my wife um it was growing up. She grew up. Uh, it was, I suppose, yeah. To 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 put a point to what you said, um, she she grew up um, as a as a Jehovah's Witness, but against completely everything that she, you know, she didn't want to go down that route. But yeah. her mum and dad, or my 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 in laws, sort of decided, yeah, we're going to be Jehovah's Witnesses and do all this. She had a bad experience. She she decided that it was no longer for her. She didn't want to be a part of it. And now, because of that, she's decided that religion as a whole, she just doesn't want to talk about it. I completely yeah. understand that. We, we don't talk about it in this house. But like I say, it's not something, um, you know, we talk about and, and it's not something me, me and my parents just talk about it amongst ourselves. And, and that's it. And that's, and that's part of my makeup. And that's part of sort of my coping mechanism towards my younger days where I was bullied in school and everything, the trauma I, I experienced at the time, my own mental health getting affected which I didn't realize at the time. And so I think I used my eye to religion, which is basically because it gave me a comfort. And yeah. that is so I'm all for it. If somebody finds comfort in it, crack on. Yeah. You know, if, if, if it gives you a peace at the end of the day to go mm. and worship something, like yeah. I said, some worship John Smiths, you know, some worship drugs. You know, we, you know, we all want the sense of belonging. It's, it's an eighty thing. Years yeah. ago, you were all Neanderthals and you, you belonged in a tribe. You, yeah, you, we all we all have a craving to belong. Yeah, but it's just the people that twist it suit that's the problem. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's but yeah. like I say, you, you get that in every religion. You know, it's not separate. You get it's in every religion. You get in every country. You get in every nationality. Yeah, you know, we're we're all good and bad. You yeah. know, but uh, <laughs> getting back into it, 
if you could go <laughs> back to the young Gareth, yeah, back to future style. I've changed it from Christmas Carol back to future style. Biff Tanner, and give yourself some advice. Give yourself oh. here's a nudge, here's almanac for your life. What would you tell yourself? Uh, that's a very easy question to answer, and that would be to stop being so tunnel visioned and listen to the what turned out to be the sound advice that you were given at the time. Yeah, you in thought a, you knew better. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you do when you in the yeah. younger days. When you, 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 like I said, you know, football was primarily everything that I wanted to do. I was going to go and play for professional football in the Premier League. I was going to earn thousands of pounds a week, become a millionaire, live the dream, have the nice cars, have the women around me. You know, every lad's dream at the time. Yeah. Um, um, and 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 that that was how I and I was very very stubborn with that. Um, it was only when really that I was choosing my college options um, that my mum and dad sort of said, "Get yourself a trade, get yourself a trade," and they were pumping me with it. Just absolutely, yeah. get yourself a trade. Um, and I and at the time, you know, like I say, I was stubborn. But now, if I could go back to me now, if I had the younger me sitting in front of me now. I would be saying, as the parent, as I've done to my lad, you know, I've said to my lad, I've, I've been in that position, um, make sure that whatever you do, you're happy with. And if you're happy doing what you're doing, we will support you. I will yeah. support you as a father, mum will support you as a mother, um, and we will do what we can to help you. And I, I would say exactly that now to myself. If you could see, foresee where you're going to be in 20, 30 years' time, make sure that you do it at an early age. I think... I touched on it um, before when I when I was speaking that um, I would love to have gone back to college now at sixteen and got an apprenticeship and gone down the the education avenue of this trade. I would have learned. I think I'd be a lot better decorator than I am now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Cool. I totally, totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest you, trigger, I think. Yeah. Are you a Are you a tech person? Tech person, yeah. Technology, do you use any so you can live that you couldn't live without? <laughs> well, I went to Ireland um, not all that long ago. It was when the, it was when the Six Nations was on, and um, on the way back, um, I was I was I had some euros I needed to spend, um, <laughs> and I bought myself a smartwatch, and it stuck in my drawer. And I just haven't got the foggiest idea how to use it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so for the smaller things, no. But I'm always, always in front of my computer. Um, you know, like I say, whether it's on Instagram or working on my website or or doing something, I'm yeah. always, always on my computer. So I'm not um, a material tech person, um, but I, I am a tech person in in what I've got in front of me. So, yeah. you know, like I said, I, I downloaded Zoom for the first time tonight, so that we could have this conversation. And even that was a little bit overwhelming. So, but we managed to get there. So I'll give myself a bit of a pat on the back for that. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Should ask one of the kids to sort it out for you. They'd have more of a clue. Yeah. Oh, you know, my, my youngest lad, both my lads are very, very clever with, with, with technology. But my youngest lad, um, Callum, who's autistic, um, technology in him, yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. For, somebody, for somebody who regressed when um, he was two years old, um, to now speak in eight languages and technology, I just oh the whole that's thing. That's some going. Is that? a massive, massive package. Yeah. Oh 
I, I think kids now is just told if a man nine year old has his own YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah, and I just think it, you come oh, home tonight from cinema and he's gone upstairs. Mm. It's took took my have a cell uh, laptop, old MacBook. It's about four years old. He's took that upstairs and gone doing YouTube videos, updating his channel. Yeah, thirteen thumbnails and doing this. And he, I showed him once, twice how to do description and keywords. He's, he's on it. Sit, mm. you know, don't well hear out from him now till bedtime. Which is yeah. probably yeah, it's probably gone by now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. are you a book reader at all? As it happens, Finn, you should ask, or the timing of that question couldn't be more relevant. Um, yeah, well, I'm not a book reader, I'm not a bookworm by any stretch of imagination, but because I'm learning now um, about mental health and trying to wrap my head around um, that particular subject, um, I did, my, my wife uh, and I went to, um, there's a place down the road for me called Bangor. And she said she loves charity shops. My mom, if 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 my if Hollyhead was full of charity shops, my wife would be in them every single day. Yeah. Um, so we went into this one particular charity shop, and I just went to have a look at the books and you know various bits and bobs, not expecting to find anything. And what I found was a book on anxiety, um, a book on uh, sort of coping mechanisms and various other things to do with mental health. And I picked them up off the shelf, and I haven't read them yet. But I do intend to, um, because, like I say, I am in my infancy with all that. So finding those books, it was almost like it was meant to be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I will get my head into them at some point. At five AM club, go up it morning, have an hour to yourself reading. You know what? I might just do that. I, I think I think there are lifestyle changes that I want to make, and I think you know, like I said to you before, having a cold shower apparently does you the world of good for twenty yeah. minutes. I can't imagine myself doing it. Um, I won't go as far as 20 minutes I, <laughs> I'm not even sure two minutes will I will last that to be honest but I'll give it a go anyway um, and then again like I say you know just getting getting my head into into a book and just sort of getting ahead on um, on, on my knowledge of mental health but um, you know like I say mental, I, I'm talking about mental health so much now because it's, it's at the forefront of my head yeah. My mind is what I think about a lot more often now than I used to maybe six, maybe six 12 months ago. Um, and, I'm, and I'm becoming sort of realizing now how much of a big thing it is, which I never did realize before. Um, so, so those are the books that I've got. And so I think, yeah, getting up at 5 a.m., it, it's, a big, it's a big ask. Yeah. But it's a lifestyle change. So if there's, anything- there's, a, there's a book that actually set me off on that, this one. It's actually called... The 5am club. Right, okay. That's a blooming good book. I read that every year. Yeah? Just as a refresher, it's a bloody good book. I've read about three or four of his other books as well. All good books. So what what keeps you getting up at that time? How do you mentally prepare yourself to do that? It's hard to explain. It takes, is it 22 days to form an habit? I remember right, with statistics. Right. And it, it gets worse before it gets better. As, as daft as that sounds, yeah. If you can keep doing it after twenty-two days, it just becomes habit. Becomes. I mean, laugh at me this morning. I'm off now because I'm on holiday. Well, I said yeah. I'm on holiday. I'm not. I'm not working. Yeah, I'm, we're off away for a few days tomorrow. I'd put my alarm on for lying this morning. Do you know what time I go up? Six. Go on. Six, six. o'clock. Six <laughs> o'clock. I allowed myself to have a lie in six o'clock. <laughs> yes, yeah, because I, I used to have this mindset of like. My brother used to go to bed at nine o'clock, half nine. 
this was when he worked because he was working and when he lived with his, his ex who's now his ex and yeah. had kids he'd go to bed at half nine I think oh right you're coming home seeing kids for a couple hours kids go to bed an hour later you're off to bed yourself yeah yeah well good breakfast go that's a right rat race but then now my wife's just going to mindset she comes to him with me now she's going to mindset now if I if somebody had said to me this time last year Don will be going up, finishing a shift at night at 12 o'clock. She used to work behind, up until about three weeks ago, she worked behind a bar. She'd go in at 12 yeah. half past, go to bed, go up at half five to go to gym with her. I'd be like, fuck off. Yeah. But she, even she says now, as you get older, it's a mindset. It's like you've got your seven hours sleep, but instead of going from like 11 o'clock till six, it tilts back. Mm. And you go half nine, ten o'clock, and you go up at half five. You're still doing the same hours, you're just shifting it back a bit. Yeah. But you just, to me, the hour in the morning is like worth two hours at night because it's an hour undisturbed. It's what they call golden hour. It's an hour undisturbed in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, me think I'm doing signals, my camera's moving. It's, um, it's an hour in the morning is worth two at night because it's undisturbed hour. An hour to yourself where you're focused. And you're, I'm trying to put it into best terms without basically turning out what they say. You're running into the punch because you're prepared for the day rather than go up, make a cup of tea, going outdoor with a mug, slice of toast in your mouth, running into the punch, thinking, right, shit, what do I need for work? My mind's clearer because I'm more prepared for it. Yeah. And it, it becomes, some people think it sounds boring, but it becomes routine where it's just, mm. It's, it's what they call brain plasticity, where your brain gets used to it and it's all, everything's automated. Right, okay. And you, you look at the high achievers, uh, like seven uh, habits of successful people, whatever the book is. That's Steve Jobs. I'm reading his book at the moment. He wore black trousers, black polo, and like every, every day because it yeah. took away that having to decide what to wear every day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do a similar thing for work. I put some on my pogs there about wearing company's t-shirts. I don't. I only advertise myself. Yeah. Grey t-shirt with my logo on and work trousers. Yeah. Same thing every day. Go up, take it out, put it on. Go up, take it out. Fresh t-shirt every day, put it on. You know, and it just... Odd. But like I said, some people find it odd and rigid and automated, but it just, to me, it's just fluid. Yeah, but it, it, it it's what works for you. And, it, and if it yeah. works for you... Then there's no reason to change it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and like I said, going up at five a.m. that that just gives you that hour to yourself to get your head straight, and then yeah. and then like I said, coming home. What we're talking previously called coming home. You sort of transition out of work mode. So I'm coming home. I'm not the stressed up dad that's yeah. anxious over a job. Yeah, I'm the dad that can give the kids his time and leave his phone on side. Yeah, you know, and, and sit and with the kids. Yeah, and and again, that's that's a big part of of the Instagram lives that I do. We know, I you know, we know each other as decorators, but we don't know each other as people. Yeah, you know, so so to get to know the the people behind the the business or the company or whatever is a nice. It feels more personal. It feels more intimate. Yeah. So so other other people can assimilate with it. I think yeah, I can see. I'm like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's not just me that's odd. Somebody else is like it. Exactly. You know, or, oh, they're totally different to me. Yeah. I might try that. Like you yeah. might try 5am club. You know what I mean? You might, you might not. It might not be I'm for you. 
I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I know a few that are in it now. I know a few decorators in it because you can see the Instagram posts and you think, yeah, they're in five a.m. club. You know, be, be, beach at half six in the morning with dog. You know, yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so what's the best advice you can give for selling yourself? For selling myself, um, yeah. I think. Um, Guy, you put me on the spot now. So, for selling myself, I should looked at your questions. I sent. <laughs> I couldn't find them. I couldn't find them. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I think, I think, being being honest, efficient, and and tidy is is one. I mean, I, I've always been a tidy person anyway. Um, I think being honest, efficient, and and clean and tidy in your workspace. Um, respecting obviously your client and, and, and their needs, etc., and hopefully that becomes a two-way thing. And I think more of what I'm learning about now is is looking after yourself. Yeah. If you can look after yourself, you're a better person, not only to be around, but you're going to enjoy being you. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, not wrong with a bit of self-love. Not in that way. No, no. And again, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're very right to say that. And, and, and I think, again, it comes, I know I've spoken about it quite a bit, but it is at the forefront of my mind where it is, you know, there's that saying which I've just learned, which is um, if you don't have your health, you don't have your wealth or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, thing, and I and I again, it's 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 a very relevant it's, thing. It's it's in one of the books I read. When you're younger, you'd give all your health to get the wealth, and when you're older, you'd give all your wealth to have the health. Yeah, when it's too late. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm finding that out as I get older. <laughs> yeah, I'd, ra- I'd rather be brassic and healthy. So, yeah, life experiences teach you things like that, and you know you've got. Um, a lot more life experience than I have, and and, and you know, in, in maybe twelve months' time, you know, you'll be I'll be turning around to you and saying, "Chris, do you remember that conversation that we had?" Yeah. Well, actually, now I'm going through that. Some somebody once told me I can't remember a customer that every ten years your life drops a peg and you notice you get slower. Hmm. I notice I can't churn it out as quick as young ones. No, I probably can in theory because yeah. my systems are up there, so I can do it like a machine. It is basically like robotic, like a machine, because my system's up there. But if it was just, if somebody, say your age even, 10 years younger than me, roughly, mm. had the same systems, you could probably turn it out quicker than me. But I go to work, and like we were saying earlier, I have my phone on TBTF and do five hours of quality work and churn out a lot of quality work in that five hours yeah. because of the systems. But if I didn't have the systems, I know I'd be nowhere near. I couldn't compete. Mm. You know, but it's... You know, it's uh, it, it is hard. You know, and as you it's, get older, I think your mindset changes on a lot of things as you get older. Oh, a thousand percent. Maybe yeah, I become I, a grumpy old twat. I don't know, but my mindset just changes. <laughs> Good to no. have a podcast, grumpy old men. <laughs> Can I be your first guest on that then, please? Yeah. If you do, doing that, <laughs> but it's, it's just I think you get less tolerant to bullshit, and you get less tolerant to people yeah. playing games, and get less tolerant to that yeah. stop. Pre-record, I get I'm less tolerant of stuff on social media now. I just think, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, crack on. Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest things I found going back to your previous question is 
Um, I think what I've done more of now is I've stayed in my own lane. Yeah. I haven't. So, so, so when, when I first started out, I was, I was so focused on, um, what other decorators around me were, were doing, how, how were they getting jobs and, and, and worrying about getting my own work. And my mom sat me down one day and she said to me, look, the only thing you can do is focus on yourself. If you can yeah. focus on yourself and not worry about what's going on around you, you will make yourself a better version of yourself as you go. Shall I tell you something for that? There's, yeah. a, re- there's a reason why racehorses wear blinkers. Yes. I understand that. Really that. Yeah. yeah. Just focus. Yeah. 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 Focus and just blur all the white noise out. Focus on yeah. your own shit. It's, everything else is irrelevant to you. People's opinions of you. Are, I used, other people's opinions of me used to bother me. I can't get shit. Oh. They don't pay me bills. I've switched oh. off from that. They don't pay me bills. Just focus. No. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keep that, that's why I said the pre-record juggernaut. Keep that juggernaut going. Just focus. Yeah. Switch off to it. You know, yeah. st- for want of <laughs> better term, of Boris's stay ahead of the curve. <laughs> keep, keep keep riding that wave. Cool. <laughs> stay on top of wave and keep riding it and just focus. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's that's good. I'll I'll try and remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a reason. Somebody once said to me, "There's a reason why racehorses wear blinkers." Yeah, the, that's, what's that's been, that. I do like that. Yeah, what's what's been your best best investment work wise? And don't uh, say dustless. I said this to everyone. Don't say dustless. <laughs> I think I think for the for the for the short term, I it probably would be. But um, I think probably um, my van would. I, I know that's a bit of a cliche thing to say. Because your van is your work cost, but it's a money earner. Your van is your money earner. Without that, you can't go out and earn. Yeah, and that's exactly yeah. it. Now, I, I've got um, my my mum bought me uh, my first van because she was so thrilled that I um, was was getting into the trade. And I started off with um, a little Citroen Berlingo first one point six, and I was well, I was working in a little place near me called Kenmai Bay, and um, I got. Um, the, the, the van, I was working upstairs for, for the local town council there and um, the van I heard this almighty, one almighty smash and my van got written off because this doctor who'd had six previous accidents in the last 18 months wrote, went into it and wrote it off, I was devastated um, so I said I always wanted to keep the same van because the van itself is, was superb yeah. um, and I think once I got the money from, um, from that I had enough money to buy what I really wanted was a Volkswagen Caddy, yeah. um, but I decided to no stick with the better stick with the, with what I knew, and I went for the same van, um, and I've had the same I've had the same van now another one point six Citroen Berlingo first for the last three years, and it's only done sixty thousand HDI HDI yeah yeah as long as you do oil change on under bulletproof. Yes. So, do, I, do, I, do you know they sold that ten in, that engine to ten other car manufacturers? No. Yeah, Volvo, Baby Land Rover, Suzuki, Minis, wow. Baby BMWs, Ford, Ford TDCI, one point yeah. six, same engine, just changed to bend. Wow. Yeah, they sold it. PSA Group, Peugeot Group, yeah, the Citroen, but Peugeot make the engines, and they sold wow. it to ten other companies. I used Fantastic. to have a one point uh, two liter HDI. 
Mm. Be- beautiful rocket ship that was. Had it remapped. Something insane, like 150 brake horsepower. Wow. Because I've never had a standard band. Oh, it's like me, you know, to look nice alloys on it. Off yeah. of a 307 or 306. 306 half leather seats in it. It was a bit of a crack room of van. It did half shift that. Yeah. Beautiful van. Yeah. You know, same, same with van I've got now. It's not bog standard. No. You know, we, were, we were looking at vans the other day and I was like, will I get a new one? But I looked and thought, seven, seven grand, I don't even know what I'd be buying. I could be buying a bag of shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, man, it's better devil you know. I know what it's had done to it. I mean, it, I'm thinking of having it lettering stripped, having it re-sprayed to tidy it up and keeping it. Mm-hmm. I know it's high mileage, but I know it's had chain done. It's had a gearbox rebuild. Yeah. You know, and it's, I know it's nippy as. My wife borrowed it for work the other day because I took kids out and I thought I would never get multi-story because I had ladders on. Donna took van, <laughs> I took car. Got a 1.6 Fiesta, my van's faster than it. Donna come home and says, your van's bloody nice. For an old van, it drives nice. Yeah, I get, I get the oil change done on, on every six months. Yeah. So in between MOTs. Yeah, they were uh, just prone for shitting internals, turbo yeah. internals into engine, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. But my, 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 before I bought it, I got the history on it and it was used as a college campus van. Um, so it only done, I think, 32,000, 35,000 when I bought it. Yeah. Fantastic. When I had to go down to Southampton to buy it. Um, um, but since then, oh, it's been an absolute workhorse. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Yeah. So Brilliant. I think to the question in the long version, um, yeah, my, my van, definitely. I do agree with the Ellis. But I won't answer that question because you asked me not to answer that question. Yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah with a duffless. <laughs> yeah. So do you have an end game or exit plan for getting out? No. Are you ever going to jump ship? Um, no. I, I uh, Unless something happens where, um, you know, I'm very lucky enough to win um, a high end of a, a, a lottery earnings, um, I can see myself doing this until whatever the retirement age is, um, yeah. whatever the government decide the retirement age is. Could be I'll be time you retire. Right. Well, the thing is, I I, I, I listen to um, LBC a lot in work and there was a debate on this um, and they said that um, someone, woman, a woman from the government had said that uh, self-employed people shouldn't be allowed to retire early. Yeah. I think if so, you've paid into part and done your due diligence, you should. Well, this, this is the thing, isn't it? So so I think whatever the retirement age is, whatever time I decide to retire, um, no, I, I, I don't have an exit plan or an exit strategy. I think we'll just, I, I, I'm very much sort of live for the now and wherever the now happen takes me, wherever that takes me, that's where I'll go. Yeah. So yeah. coming up on final few, Room 101 style. You remember this programme? No, I'm only 42. Oh, you'll know it. Bloody hell. It's not that old. <laughs> three, three, thing, three things you'd, you'd put into the bin of eternity that annoy you. Don't have to be work-related. Okay. Um, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upset a few people here now, so I'll put Manchester City Football Club in the bin first. Um, oh, I would put... Um, I, I would put, well, okay, if I can put one work-related thing in there, it would be shitty customers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and what, would I, what else would I put in there? Um, 
I don't know, that's a good question, man. Um, your body depreciating as you get old. I would like to feel young forever. <laughs> One of my friends says to me, you decaying from day you're born, you're just prolonging it, be keeping fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, I like your friend's thoughts. That's very yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you are, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Physically. So, give, you, give yourself a shameless plug. Where can we find you online and social media? Uh, so uh, I've got a website which I'm working on at the moment, which is um, topcultdecorator.com. Um, and I'm on um, Instagram um, under topcultdecorating. Um, and that's, 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 where, that's where you can find me. Um, and and um, if I can plug something else, if you don't mind me doing it. Um, yeah, go for it. Again, the Instagram lives. I do the Instagram lives every week. Um, and I'd love to do one with you. Um, yeah. And put put you on the um, the guest side of things. Um, see, let's turn the tables on 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 Mr. Chris Kerfoot. Go for it. I've got no to hide. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm an open book. There's not a lot I hide. So I'm just looking for my drink, but it's empty. <laughs> I've got no time. I'm, I'm quite open. You know, it's open <laughs> um, so yeah. So, so my website and, and Instagram is where where I mean I don't do Facebook. Um, and I was on Twitter until the back end of last year, but um, I decided to come off it. It was getting a bit stale. Yeah, cool. So, hobbies outside of work, football, as I guess. Um, no, actually, be surprised. Um, oh yeah, Liverpool, actually, Liverpool not worth following. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I think because I've got older now, um, I think football's taking more of a back back seat. Um yeah. I, I I enjoy going to the gym, um, although I haven't been to the gym for a little while because obviously the Instagram lives have taken over. Um, but I do want to get back into it. Um a friend of mine does um like CrossFit um stuff, so I want to get back on that with him. Um Snooker, I'm going down to the Crucible. Um, on the 23rd of Hope. Hope. Up to Crucible. Up to Crucible. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, you're on my turf now. South Yorkshire, yeah, my turf. Yes. Yeah. yes. Or was. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'll be coming coming up to, uh, uh, coming over your way shortly on the 23rd of April, I think it is. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the gym, snooker, I'm doing the Instagram lives. That's kind yeah. of like, that's like my, my chill out thing to do. Cool. So your last last one now, chance to pay a few people off by not mentioning them. Off um, Who are you okay. digging on Instagram at the moment? Oh, now you've put me on the spot big time. Yeah, um, if you don't mention certain people, they're going to be upset that, with you. That, that big smile on your face knows that you've done that, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, there are a lot of good accounts out there. Um, there's no one in particular um, but I, I, I could give a, a shout out to to quite a few actually. Um, oh, I, I don't want to upset anybody, but I'll, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll flip it. Who would okay. you like? To, who would you like to call out? See on a Bobcast. Oh no, that's a good question. Um, okay, so the first two that come to mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna blend the two questions into one. So, so um, there's um, Emma Barr. There's Sue from my uh, this girl campaign. There's um, I would say Chanel. You've had Chanel on, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, you've had yeah. Chanel on. Fellow Welsh uh, one. 
I'll tell you who'd be a good one would be uh, Rosie from Rose and Black, uh, um, Bristol. She's a good one. Um, oh, uh, Cozy Room Interiors. She's a lovely girl. She's um, supposed to be, but she's not got back to me, Georgie. Georgie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, there's so many. Um, who else is there? Oh, um, Jason Richards. Um, he's a, he'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah. He's a very strong South Wales boy, isn't he? Um, oh gosh, there's there's a lot. I I I think um, I I would love to just to see as many people um, on on this podcast as possible because you know to give you a plug and I'm going to turn the tables on you now. I think. <laughs> Um, I've, I've listened to a lot of a lot, lot of your episodes with that you've spoken to with other decorators, and I've 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 enjoyed every single one of them. Um, and I think that the brand that you've built with this has been has obviously taken a lot of time. And like with me with the Instagram lives, these aren't possible unless you, the guests that you get on are willing to come on and talk and and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So. I, I would like to see that your platform become more successful, um, a lot more busier, um, and I would more happily plug you if 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 that would help you. Um, and I, and I think I would love to see just as many people on here as possible having yeah. these conversations. Definitely, cool. Well, you've been a star, and I really do appreciate you giving your time up. Thank you very much. Thank you for having Great. me on. I appreciate it. And uh, for anyone else out there that's listening, if you've enjoyed this, give it a share and also give us a review because it really does help us out. So, but uh, it's getting late, bloody hell, 20 to 12. It is. Yeah, late one, we're half babbled on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've, I've really enjoyed it, Chris. Thank yeah. you very much for having me on. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to have you on a live and we'll, we'll get together yeah. and have a chat about that, definitely. Yeah, we'll get that sorted. You're a star. Definitely. Okay, Thank you very much. Cheers, Gareth. Good night, mate. Cheers, you too. Bye. Take care. Bye. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts as we delve into people's lives and stories. Whether it be the ups, downs, wins and losers, we've all been there in some shape or form and we aren't alone. I'd really appreciate it if you're enjoying these, if you could show your support by subscribing, sharing and maybe even leaving us a cheeky review on iTunes. Podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.